Hi, everyone. I'm in Phoenix right now, just back from the Autism Speaks Arizona walk. It was amazing. It was everything an autism family event should have been. The weather was great. It might have been a little hot, but it was still wonderful. Thousands of families showed up. There were almost 100 people who registered for the Autism Brain Net, and the atmosphere was loving, caring, understanding, and empathetic. And to top it all off, they had a therapy pig there. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. One thing I did notice this year more and more was that I saw adults at the walk. Well, I have to say I've never been to the Phoenix Walk before, so this just could have been a difference between Arizona and other areas. Or it could be that more and more adults with autism are joining these events. I didn't keep track, and I'm not going to do a scientific experiment about it, but I did think it was an interesting observation. So it just so happens this week that there was a study from the UK which looked at characteristics of people who were diagnosed with autism in adulthood. This means that while they may have shown certain symptoms, they didn't actually get a diagnosis until after 18 years of age. They took this data from an autism clinic where people are referred to if they're an adult. In this case, 100 got a diagnosis of autism, the other 49 were not diagnosed, but clearly there was a reason why they were referred to this clinic, so I wouldn't say that they didn't have any symptoms. The authors were led by Dr. Francesca Happy, who used to be the president of the International Meeting for Autism Research, and has been devoting her life to studying different symptoms of autism in a very intense, focused way. She found that adults with autism, compared to those who were referred but did not get an autism diagnosis, had more autism symptoms. I mean, yeah, that's kind of obvious. They also didn't have epilepsy or other severe medical comorbidities. I would say that if they did, they probably would have been diagnosed earlier. They all had a pretty high IQ, and they were pretty well-functioning across both groups. And there was the same percent of females, about 25%, who were diagnosed with autism compared to those who didn't get a diagnosis with autism. Of great interest to me, at least, was that the older individuals gave themselves higher ratings on autism symptom scales. The greater self-rated severity of autism traits in the older individuals, who are largely high-functioning, may be consistent with a lifetime development of coping strategies that don't reduce traits but mitigates their effects. They don't get referred to services when they should because they can compensate in some way. On the other hand, older age was also associated with better scores on certain cognitive tests, demonstrating that older adults had better test performance on tasks that typically decline with increasing age. That part needs to be replicated. If you put all these findings together, it seems that later diagnosed individuals who are older and may have had higher severity scores, this higher cognitive ability may have been able to compensate or camouflage their autism symptoms. Also, I should note that unemployment was high in both groups, and those that didn't have autism but were referred had much higher autism symptom scores than what you would see in the general population. Of course, that's how they end up getting referred to this autism clinic to begin with. So something's going on here. These people, while they don't have an autism diagnosis, are needing help of some sort. Both of these groups had high comorbid psychiatric diagnoses like depression and ADHD, about 60%. That's pretty amazing. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. This week's going to be packed with activities, and I'll be reporting back from the High Risk Baby Siblings Research Consortium meeting in California. Talk to you then.